Celebration continues in Juneau from the capital city. I'm Kevin Allen. That was the introduction coming from Wrangell's Jessica Whittaker and the J.O.M. Castland Dancers at Celebration as they played the welcome song. Other introductions were also made on Thursday. Wrangell's Jeff Rooney expressed his gratitude at attending his first celebration as a dancer. I'm Jeffrey Rooney. I'm from Wrangell. This is my first time to be out here. I'm very proud to stand with my mother, my children, my lovely wife out here somewhere putting all the regalia together and and trying to make these things happen. My youngest son, my oldest daughter are out here. My other two are at home, but my mom teaches a language and I I come up a little bit short, but try to give back as much as I can. I'm out here today, thank you. Celebration 2022 continues through Saturday with dance performances, a native artist market, traditional games and toddler regalia review, and storytelling happening today. On Saturday, the panoramic photo will be taken at 10 a.m. at the Sea Alaska Heritage Arts Campus. The parade will be at 11 a.m. tomorrow, and the grand exit at Centennial Hall is set for 5 p.m. tomorrow. The Tagish Nation of Carcrossa in Canada also gifted a song during the Thursday dance events at Centennial Hall. Tagish elder Gary Johnson is the writer of the song. I said it's good to see all your faces again, but we aren't there yet, so it's good to see all of your eyes again. Oh, goodness, cheesh! Woo! So I have a a little gift for everybody. We know that the world's been going through hard times. We all have heavy hearts sometime or another, especially since the last celebration. A lot of things have been taken from us, and one of those things has been, especially inland, is, you know, ceremony and feeling. A lot of of times we're told to not feel. So I composed the song because I feel like everything, every time things go wrong or every time someone is taken from us too soon, which is always, we never want to lose people. You know, we need to feel. We need to feel these emotions. We need to feel these things going on with us. This is the song he gifted on behalf of the nation. The Tegish Nation Dancers comprises nearly 40 participants and is led by Elder Don Alesna. Meanwhile, Arius Hoyle made a triumphant return to the stage in Juno on Thursday as part of the Rock Ock series at the Crystal Saloon. Hoyle, an undergraduate at Cornish College in Seattle, brought his brand of hip-hop tinged with Southeast Alaska imagery and clinket rhymes to the stage as part of the music festival fundraiser. Hoyle says he is glad the tradition of celebration is back in Juno. This was our tradition for years and we had to dip out on it in 2020 due to pandemic. But now we're just chilling. We're just taking it easy and we know what to do. All of Hoyle's music incorporates native language. He said this about using the clinket in song and in life. When you speak the Flingit Yukatangi, you get to feel and channel your ancestry, and you get to understand your great-grandparents, your grandparents. I got to meet my great-grandmother, Kachkuak, 
And she always told me, regardless of how good you are at pronunciation, the language is what will keep your people alive. And you always let people know who you are and what you rep. Hoyle says this is about his music. He's known professionally as Air Jazz. Air Jazz, the point of it being that I want to be zesty, I want to be wavy, find a way to manifest my people's sound and incorporate the Tlingit drum, incorporate the indigenous flute, really manifest our people's sound, not just through words, but through the music as well. That was Air Jazz Arias Hoyle at the Rock Ock Festival. A Juno man has been indicted on charges relating to sexual abuse of a minor. On May 27th, the Juno Police Department received a report alleging that 62-year-old Juno man Dermot Albert Howard had sexually abused a minor within the past two years. Juno Police Lieutenant Craig Campbell said the victim was younger than 10 years old. It was reported that the minor was approximately 67 years old when the crime occurred. Following the investigation, on June 1st, 2022, JPD detectives contacted Howard at his residence on Montgomery Street and placed him under arrest for sexual abuse of a minor in the first degree. On June 9th, a Juno grand jury indicted Howard on three counts of sexual abuse of a minor in the first degree. All charges are unclassified felony offenses. Howard is currently still being held at the Lemon Creek Correctional Center. An inmate lodged at the Wildwood Pretrial Facility in Kenai bit an officer Wednesday after being found in possession of drugs. A state trooper K-9 team from Soldotna responded to the facility at about 9.32 in the afternoon. Investigation revealed that the inmate, identified as Dylan Wright, was found to be in possession of suspected controlled substances. The substances were seized by a correctional officer, but Wright assaulted the officer and the altercation went to the ground. Wright bit the officer on the right hand, attempting to get the controlled substances back, according to the dispatch report. The injury hospitalized the officer, and he was released after treatment of his injuries. Wright was remanded on one count of assault in the fourth degree, reckless endangerment, harassment in the first degree, and disorderly conduct. High winds have pushed a wildfire to within miles of a village in western Alaska. Fire officials say there were no evacuation orders issued for St. Mary's, though the East Fork fire was within eight miles. No structures have been burned. The 78-square-mile fire was started May 31st by lightning. The fire dropped the Andrevsky River on Tuesday. In the last week, winds blowing south down the river drainage have resulted in significant fire growth. The fire is burning tundra, brush, and pockets of black spruce trees. Fire officials expect cooler weather arriving today, but winds are expected to persist. Alaska House Majority Leader Chris Tuck says he will not seek re-election this year. The Anchorage Democrat cites a redistricting map that put him in House and Senate districts in which he would have to run against friends and fellow Democrat lawmakers. You know, we had redistricting that paired me up with uh, Andy Josephson on the Senate on the House side and then uh, Ellie Gray Jackson on the Senate side. And, uh, you know, one of the things in life is you look for opportunities. And uh, there's always good opportunities that come our way, but uh, I've been looking for great opportunities because uh, you have to give up time on what you're doing to be able to do those other opportunities. But one of the opportunities I have right now is is spending time with my, my daughter. Tuck was first elected to the House in 2008. He says he looks forward to spending more time with his children, especially his daughter. Tuck says he has a lot of experience behind him and that he hoped to run for Senate. 
He had filed to run for an Anchorage House seat, for which Representative Andy Josephson also filed. He says he will be there, though, whomever comes next. And he will be back. I've uh, built some really good relationships. I think I've, I've um, gained their respect, and we have to maintain the respect for the institution. And I'm here to help those guys um, do that along their political careers. Tuck says the Alaska Reads Act was the legislation he championed the most in the 32nd Alaska legislature. Tuck says he was wrong about how collegial the legislature actually became in the last two years. This last session, people asked me, well, how do you think this session is going to go? And I said, well, if you thought last year was bad, this year is going to be four times worse just because of redistricting campaigns, um, just all the elements with the Proposition 2, the ranked choice voting, all these elements out there, it's going to make it much more difficult. Well, I have to say that I'm eating my words because it was half as bad. And I think the reason why it was only half as bad is because people started coming together. Tuck withdrew on Wednesday. If Tuck had run for state senate, he would have been paired in a district with Senator L.V. Gray Jackson. The filing deadline was last week. Well, a guest on Action Line, Juno Senator Jesse Keel says things will change in the state senate in the next legislative session come January. It's not a good idea to try and organize the senate before you know who the members are, but things will definitely be different. Um, we are sure now that uh, five members at minimum will change. It's a 20-member Senate, right? So that's a quarter of us uh, if there are no surprises or electoral upsets, and, and that is not a given. Um, there will be some other competitive races. So um, it, it means new faces and new folks to work with, uh, new opportunities to team up um, and do things uh, ideally in a, in a way that doesn't look to party for how we organize, but that puts the people with the best skill sets and the best positions chairing committees. Um, uh, that will be a goal of mine. Keel says the Senate has worked well together over the past four years, regardless of party affiliation. Keel says a Senate that works beyond parties will be best for Alaska. I do have a party affiliation. Would it be nifty if uh, everybody agreed with me? Sure, but let's deal with reality here. Um, I, I think we'll do our best work if we put the party labels aside and everybody brings their values and their philosophy, right, to looking at the issues and what's best for Alaskans. And Keel says the new ranked choice voting system might create some interesting new outcomes. The open primary, where you vote for just one, can put three Republicans on the November ballot or four Democrats, right, or some other mix. So um, even if you don't have six, eight, 12 people running and the, use the primary to cull down the numbers, this new system still makes a difference. And then we'll get into the ranked choice voting, of course, in the, in the general election in November. But, but I think the key is exactly that, right? Alaskans will have choices in front of them to look at who's going to do the best job, who's got the right values for them, and the most important thing isn't what party they're in. Juno Representative Andy Story was asked what her thoughts were on the large amount of turnover in the legislature. I've noticed when I started in the role, 38% of the people in the House and Senate were women, and we were down to 30% uh, this year, and we're losing some more um, women legislators who are not running again. But there are many candidates who are running statewide, and I just think uh, that uh, voice is needed up at the Capitol. We certainly made a huge difference, I believe, in the bill uh, that changed the definition of uh, consent. Oh, three thir three twenty-five. Yeah. Yes, that was really critical this year. 
Representative Story and Senator Keel made the remarks on separate action line programs. Alaska State Education Commissioner Michael Johnson is stepping down from the role he has held for six years on June 30th. Governor Mike Dunleavy's office says Johnson announced his decision during a meeting of the State Education Board on Wednesday. Under state law, the board appoints a commissioner who is subject to appeal by the governor. Johnson began serving as commissioner under the prior administration of Governor Bill Walker. Dunleavy designated Johnson as lieutenant governor's successor, or the state department leader who would become lieutenant governor if that office became vacant. A Dunleavy spokesperson says the governor plans to announce a new lieutenant governor successor soon. White House officials say orders have been coming in for COVID vaccine doses for small children. Federal authorization of shots for U.S. kids under 5 is possible next week. The government last week began allowing pharmacies and states to place orders, with 5 million doses initially available. So far, about 1.45 million of the 2.5 million available doses of Pfizer have been ordered. About 850,000 of available Moderna shots have been ordered. Young children are the only group of Americans not yet eligible to get the COVID vaccine. Up to about 20 million U.S. children under 5 would become eligible for vaccination if the government authorizes one or both shots. The Interior Department says it will phase out sales of plastic water bottles and other single-use products at national parks and on other public lands over the next decade, targeting a major source of U.S. pollution. An order issued by Interior Secretary Deb Holland Wednesday calls for the department to reduce the purchase, sale, and distribution of single-use plastic products and packaging on 480 million acres of federally managed lands. There is a goal of phasing out the products by 2032. The order directs the department to identify alternatives to single-use plastics, such as compostable or biodegradable materials, or 100% recycled materials. The Juno Symphony will be hosting the Night at the Oscars music event this weekend. The first showing is tomorrow night at 8 p.m. with doors opening at about 7. The second is Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. Both showings are taking place at the Juno Douglas High School. Former music director at the symphony, Troy Quinn, will be guest conducting. He was a guest on Capital Chat to talk about the event. We've got all the original arrangements and orchestrations, some from the composers that themselves that have lent this out. Bill Conti, you're going to hear the original Rocky, going to fly now from the movie as it as you heard it in uh, 1976. We've got an incredible uh, alignment of our musicians here. It's going to be some of the best music Juno has ever heard. Everything from Kids films from Aladdin, How to Train Your Dragon, Star Trek, Star Wars, and a few surprises like Out of Africa and a little tribute to Evangelist's Chariots of Fire. Quinn says the lineup is award-winning and covers a number of genres. Everything here has either been nominated or won an Academy Award for Best Score or Song. So that was sort of uh, the barometer in trying to pick some of this film music. But it's just great music. All different genres, um, from jazz to westerns to um, film, contemporary stuff. And there's going to be a lot of interesting, unique instruments like the accordion solo on right. the godfather rob cohen will be playing accordion yes. a lot of people in town know rob oh and so that's a very gonna... famous solo yeah. and <laughs> guitars on rocky and uh, harmonicas and all sorts of things so it's a uh, very unique and i think it's going to be uh, a wonderful event for everybody here 
Symphony Executive Director Charlotte Truitt joined Quinn on the program. There'll be 65 musicians on the stage, a very large orchestra, a whole host of percussion and all kinds of extra instrumentation. I mean, this is going to be an incredible production, great entertainment for the whole family. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. For News of the North, this is Kevin Allen.